you dare go running down my little town where I grew up And I won't cuss your city lights If you ain't ever took a ride around and cruise right through the heart of my town Anything you say would be a lie We may live our lives a little slower But that don't mean I wouldn't be proud to show you Hello and welcome to Season 3 of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kel B. Bachman, and the song you just heard is Where I Come From by Montgomery Gentry. And it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Steve Costanzo. So Steve is in his 18th season at the helm of St. Cloud State University. Since taking over the program in 2006, Steve has turned the Huskies into a D2 powerhouse, winning five national team titles, and finishing as runner-up another four times. He's coached over 120 national qualifiers, and this includes over 80 All-Americans and eight national champions. As a wrestler, Steve was a three-time All-American at the University of Nebraska-Omaha. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy Coach Steve Costanzo. Did you make it down to the UNO celebration down here? I did, yeah. Nice. How was that? It, it looked awesome. Great event. Uh, I'm really happy the university did that for Coach Denny in particular, and um, healed he healed some wounds definitely, and um, it was just great to see everybody. It was really really a neat event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where was where was it actually held at? In the field house, Sap Field House. Gotcha. Okay. You had it all decorated up and. It looked just like the old times. Yeah. So, yeah. Bring back some good memories. It sure did. <laughs> yep. How many people um were, were there from like past teams and and stuff? Uh I I'd say, you know, there it there was anywhere from five hundred to seven hundred people there. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In total, you know. Yeah. Um, as far as wrestlers go, you know, there I think there was some wrestlers there every generation, you know, at least one. Cool. So except for the forties and stuff, but mm-hmm. you know, they started, I think the program started in 1948, 1949, but mm-hmm. you know, you get up into the sixties and there was some guys there from the sixties. Mm-hmm. So it, it was good. To, good to see a lot of, a lot of familiar faces. Yeah. Well, how, how difficult was it when, you know, for you, since you had been gone quite a long time, you know, you graduated in 94, I believe. Yeah, 95, 95. 95. Yeah. So, you know, it had been 13 years since you had moved on from the program or so, give or take. Um, But still, it had to hurt a little bit knowing that the program was getting cut. Well, it hurt all of us, you know. Yeah. And, uh, everybody that, that left their heart and soul out there for that program, that university at it hurt all of us. And, uh, you know, specifically, you know, a guy that put, you know, over 40 something years into that program, Mike Denny, you know, and, um, you know, he's, he's been hurting since, uh, 2011. Mm-hmm. He hasn't got over it. And every time I, 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 I would run into him, it just, you know, he maybe reminisce a little bit and, um, you could tell he was still in a lot of pain. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, hopefully that healed some wounds a little bit, you know. Yeah. That. Obviously, I don't think it will ever fully probably heal, you know, unless they bring it back. But, uh, you know, hopefully it was the start of mending a little bit of a relationship there. But uh, yeah, but, for sure. Um, I want to start off here with with something that I think is is very important. And I think it's important to you before we dive into to some more wrestling. Um, you know, obviously, St. Cloud State, really impressive on the mat but what i found was also interesting how um how great you guys are in the classroom which i think is very important it seems like it's very important to you guys you know so maybe talk a little bit about how much you uh press how important academics is just as important as as wrestling well yeah obviously we we love our wrestling here but um, we're really looking for the complete individual and we want guys to leave here being a, um, a life champion and 
champion of life. And that's really what it's all about. And I want them to be marketable when they leave here. I want them to find a good job. Um, I want them to be able to be productive in society. So uh, we hammer on these guys daily on with their academics. And, um, you know, you can't wrestle forever. We know that. Um, but, you know, you're, there's going to be a day and it's going to come fast. Four or five <laughs> years goes fast when you're going to need to be prepared um, to go into the working world, be productive and and make something of yourself. So that's what we're trying to do with here with our guys. You know, we, we want them to be champions on the mat, obviously, but we want them to be champions off the mat, more importantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's impressive that that you're able to do both, you know, Um you really don't sacrifice one without the other. They both are really high academics and really, really high athletic achievements. You know, um, was that something you knew from the start? Academics was something very important to you. I mean, when you get into this profession, I mean, uh, maybe it's the last thing on your mind because all you think about is putting a, a winning wrestling team together. Mm-hmm. But um, you come to realize real quickly that the, most important thing is is develop the, the development of the people um, and academics is uh, right in there as a, a very high priority. Mm-hmm. Have you ever doubted yourself as a coach throughout the process that maybe things weren't going the right way or you had a, um, a particular athlete um, maybe say, you know what, this isn't for me. You know, have has has anything like that triggered maybe doubt in yourself as a coach? Oh yeah, I mean, so this is my 29th year overall, 18 at St. Cloud State, but I, I don't think there's a year that's gone by that I haven't doubted something that I I did and uh, do sometimes. You know, but you have to be confident as well in what you're doing and believe in yourself. Uh, but yeah, there's no doubt that sometimes there, that doubt creeps creeps. Um, up up on your in your mind and and you hope that you're doing the right things for for the people around you yeah how, how do you combat those those thoughts you know i mean you look at the achievements you have at st cloud state and you know people might think you're 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 kind of maybe invincible a little bit or immune to those thoughts so how do you deal with them when when they come in you just keep things in perspective you know i mean i i really don't pay a lot of attention to what happened in the past I'm always looking forward. I'm always looking um, to today. And, um, you know, I want to be the best that I can be on a day-to-day basis. And and that's what I want our guys to be. And, you know, like I said, the past is the past. And uh, those were, you know, we've done some great things in the past. But, you know, Troy Aikman, you know, Troy Aikman, the <laughs> all-pro quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, once said, you know, you're only as good as your last game. And I, I really believe that, you you know, so you're only as good as your last day, you know, mm-hmm. so we've really got to focus on being the best that we can be on a consistent basis day to day. Speaking of, you know, talking a little bit about the past or that you don't like to talk about the past because it, it is in the past. Um, do your wrestlers know a little bit about your wrestling background? Like, do you talk about it? Do they ask about it? Not really. I mean, um, no, I don't really, sometimes I'll just share experiences with them, but I don't talk about myself and they don't want to hear about me. And um, I, I just talk, no, they don't want to hear about me. <laughs> um, no, I wasn't anything special um, or anything like that. I, I think the only advantage that I have is I have a lot of experiences and whether I was an athlete or, you know, obviously as a coach, a lot of years and, and stuff, but um, I like I like to share experiences with with them in terms of, you know, wrestling experiences, um, examples of uh, heartache and and getting through adversities and and things like that. And you know that's that's what these guys experience day to day is, you know, how they handle adversities and setbacks and going forward. And um, you know that's 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 the some of the keys to success, obviously. And, um, consistency is always the number one thing that I preach, you know, and uh, it's hard to stay consistent when you can master consistency. um, Obviously, um, you know, you're probably going to lay a really nice legacy down for yourself and for a team. So that's what we try to do. 
Mm -hmm. How, how do you stay consistent? You know, again, it, 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 with the achievements you've had, it, it makes it seem like maybe it could be easy to just kind of go through the motions, you know, and expect that it's going to happen. So how do you as a coach stay laser focused and, and, you know, pushing forward and, and consistent? I mean, every day is a new day. And, um, when we wake up, we just want to be our best. Um, that's, that's what I preach to our guys. And that's, that's how I live my lifestyle. That's, that's when I come to work, I want to, I want to, I want to be productive and, um, I want to set a good example for our guys and I want to make them the best that I, that I, I possibly can. So in order to do that, you have to, uh, try to be at your very best every day. And sometimes you're not going to feel like it, you know, and, just like wrestlers, you know, sometimes they don't feel like practicing, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's those days when they don't feel like it, when they push themselves through that grind, um, that's how they get to the top, you know? And um, so for myself, it's just, I just try to be the very best that I can be on a day-to-day -day basis and give them my my best. And um, that's that's what I focus on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how, uh, how did you get your start wrestling, you know, let's kind of peel back the layers a little bit, you know, when did yeah, you... I got my start from a guy by the name of Rick Allgood um, in Bennington, Nebraska. Ah, okay. And uh, I don't know if that name rings a bell. I mean, he had a, he had a few sons that did really well um, on the wrestling circuit. And, uh, but uh, coach Allgood was, um, he's, he's one, he's one of the best, if not the best. And um, I owe a lot to coach Allgood and, and, um, he not only got me involved, but he kept me involved. And I think that's the key, you know, you know, everybody can try something, but, um, you know, staying involved and keeping it fun and, and, uh, interesting. And, um, uh, he did those things. So, uh, I really enjoyed wrestling under him as, as a, as a youth wrestler. Mm -hmm. He said, you just said he kept you involved. Was there a time where you were like, I'm not doing this anymore where you wanted to just quit? I think that creeps up on all of our minds from time to time if whether we're doing the right things or not and if this is for us and like I said you know being able to handle adversities and setbacks is certainly a key and um you know a lot a lot of kids will dabble in in wrestling but so so very few stay involved for for years and even go into a career with it right mm -hmm. so um he he just I don't know what he did, but he did it right. And, um, he, he, he kept me coming back and, and, uh, um, uh, got a taste for winning a little bit. I really, I really liked that. Um, we were on great teams together. Our 1987 team at Bennington high school was, uh, state champions under coach Allgood first state championship in school history. And you get a taste of that. You want more. Mm -hmm. So, uh, owe a lot to coach coach all good yeah did you participate in any other sports uh, football and baseball yeah I mean you, you come from a small town you know you um, things were a little bit different back then than they are now and you know you kind of have to participate in all these sports or, or there's not going to be a program but I was always uh, interested in other sports other than just wrestling you know now today you know you get so many kids just focusing on one thing which is, which is fine. And, um, you know, they're, they're setting their dreams and goals to be maybe, uh, Olympic and world champions. And, and, uh, I think that's great. I just want to enjoy my experience as a, as a, as a young boy. And, and, um, I love playing multiple sports. Did you come from a wrestling family? No, I, I didn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, matter of fact, when I, uh, started wrestling was in second grade, I was seven years old, brought home a flyer from school and, my mom and dad really weren't that uh, fun to me wrestling um, at all. But, you know, from the story, from what I hear, how the story went, uh, apparently I just kind of begged them to let me do it and let me let me try it. And so they they took me to practice, and I don't think they thought I would stick with it. And, um, you know, here I am um, making a <laughs> career out of it. So, Wow. And did they start to get invested into it as, as you kind of grew up and started to get more involved? Did they yeah, start they were they were very very supportive and of my passion and and were willing to do 
you know, always came to all my events and willing to drive me wherever if I wanted to go. Um, and, you know, they were just great parents. And, and uh, obviously without them, none of this would have been possible. Mm-hmm. What about siblings? Did you have some siblings that tried wrestling or? No, I just had three sisters, you know, and mm-hmm. um, they were always so very supportive of, of me. And um, I think I took a lot of attention away from them because I was so involved and passionate about my, my sports. And um, like I said, my parents supported me through all that. And it really brought our relationship really close with me and my, my parents. And, and um, sometimes you kind of feel bad because I think that my sisters, you know, kind of were second fiddle, not that my parents didn't love them as much as Mm -hmm. they loved me, but I think my parents spent, spent a lot more time with me than they did with them. Yeah. And so how did you end up at, at UNO? Mike Denny. That's how I ended up at at UNO. Uh, I met Mike Denny when I was in, seven years old matter of fact first wrestling <laughs> camp i ever went to university of nebraska Omaha, and i met mike denny and since that time coach denny had always kept in touch with me over the years from my from when i started wrestling all the way through 12th grade so you know as most kids in the state of nebraska probably grow up wanting to you know compete for the huskers you know whether it's football or wrestling or whatever you know I was one of those guys I was one of those kids that I wanted to be a Husker you know but it was Mike Denny why I chose the University of Nebraska in Omaha and he was the most loyal to me and and um, uh, I have no regrets that I that I went that route yeah no it ended up working out for you you know three-time All-American was there um, an opportunity maybe to go other places or was that door closed pretty early yeah i mean i didn't decide decide until um after my senior year of the month of august of course school started in august so i i didn't really decide um on where i wanted to go to school until two weeks before school started i'm kidding (laughs) yeah i didn't even know if i wanted to go to college to be honest with you and um my dad was a plumber for 30 years and I thought I would maybe get into the trades like he did, but he really pushed me to go to the, go to college and, and uh, go that route, even though I didn't want to, but uh, obviously uh, wrestling opened up a lot of doors for me, wrestling and football, matter of fact. And, um, but when, so I, when I, when I went to the university, when I chose to go to the university of Nebraska, Omaha, I, I thought I was going to do both sports, football and wrestling. And really? I weighed 150 pounds and I don't know what I was thinking, but, and it wasn't that fast, but uh, uh, anyway, I dabbled a little bit with football at UNO and for about uh, six weeks, so to speak. And then I transitioned to just full-time wrestling after that. And, and uh, it was really a good decision for me. Yeah. Were you a walk-on or preferred walk-on or did you get a, I was just walking on and um, you know, they had sent me some letters and stuff, but I wasn't like really, I was, I was small, <laughs> you know, and, uh, but, um, uh, I don't know what they liked about me. Probably. I don't know. I kind of a little firecracker as a kid and stuff, but, um, you know, I, 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 you know, obviously wrestling, you know, I, uh, it was, was the right route for me. And, um, because of wrestling, um, I've, I accomplished a lot of different things and the most important things were getting a degree. And I got my undergraduate degree, and then eventually I went off to get uh, a master's degree uh, at Emporia State University in Kansas. So, um, you know, just the combination of getting those undergrad degree and master's degree were were things that, you know, my dad dreamed of me having. You know, that's all he cared about was um, me getting a college degree. I'm I'm a first-generation uh, college graduate in my family and um, you hear a lot of stories like that from from kids that went went off and 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 wrestled and so so forth you know wrestling's a blue collar collar sport and a lot of these kids are first generation college students uh, that take that route so it ended up really good for me and uh, 
got a couple degrees out of it and I owe it all to, you know, my parents, my coaches, and obviously the sport of wrestling. Yeah. Did, did academics come easy for you? No, they didn't. Uh, I really, I, I really didn't like school and, uh, had a very, very short attention span. And I mean, I'm talking, I don't even know if I, I was never really diagnosed with anything, uh, as a kid. And, and sometimes I wonder if there was some, some learning disabilities and so forth, but I just, it was hard for me to pay attention and I was just, I wasn't interested in it, but all I thought about was sports. That's all I ever, <laughs> that's all I ever wanted to do is play sports and all that. But, but obviously you had to go to school, right. And you had to get good grades in order to do those things. So um, I was willing to do whatever it took to, to, uh, to get on the field of play and get on the mat and all that. So. So how did you end up, you were a PE major, right? At UL. Yeah. yeah How'd yeah. you end up on that degree? Honestly, um, I started out as a criminal justice major and mm-hmm. I, I thought I was going to be a police officer. I was in that, that major for three years and, I just got bored with it. And, and then I started to get more phone calls for, you know, teachers and and coaches reaching out to me that wanted me to come do camps and clinics. And so I started doing camps and clinics in in college and I really liked it. I really liked the teaching part of it. And um, I kept getting calls and uh, on coming, you know, to, to go to places and things. And, so I, I kind of felt like that was my calling, you know, and like I said, I really enjoyed doing it. And, um, and then kind of switched over to health, physical education, recreation as, as a major. So I thought I wanted to be a PE teacher and a wrestling coach. Yeah. was, did that almost happen? It did. I, uh, I took my first job out of college at, uh, in Estes Park, Colorado. Really? And, um, I was I was hired as a full-time permanent substitute teacher, full-time job in in the district, uh teaching uh first grade to 12th grade all all different subjects obviously. Mm-hmm. And I was the head wrestling coach for the high school. And I was also the head junior high coach for for wrestling and then I was assistant high school football coach. So it was a really good combination for me. I really enjoyed my years up there and a beautiful, beautiful country. If you, if you've never been there, you should check it out. But um, so I did that for, for three years. And then my passion was really college. I thought I wanted to coach at at the college level. Mm -hmm. So I had an opportunity to go back to uh, Nebraska and um, I took a job as an assistant wrestling coach at Dana College in Blair, Nebraska. And I did that for a semester. And then at the semester, at the end of the semester, the head coach resigned. And I was um, hired as the interim head coach at Dana College in, for the 1999-2000 season. So um, that's where it all started for me at Dana College in terms of college coaching. Mm-hmm. What brought you back to, to Nebraska? The opportunity to, to coach and at a college and, mm-hmm. you know, I was familiar with Dana college cause it was, wasn't too far from Bennington yeah. and uh, you know, familiar with the area growing up in the area. And I guess the opportunity to go back home and not only go back home with be with my family, but to have that opportunity to, to coach college wrestling was was very enticing mm-hmm. yeah did you was the plan always to get a master's too no or... it was never it was never a plan um you know i one of my one of my coaches was 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 doing the program and he at well at dana college richard fergola was an assistant of mine and he was doing the program and and um i always thought if i wanted to stay in the business i obviously needed to get more education you know um and I'm I'm so glad I did because um, you know obviously I I learned a lot, but um, I was really able to it really opened up a lot more doors for me, having more education and, and stuff. So um, that was definitely a, a a smart route that I took. And uh, you know at times I wondered if I was going to be able to complete the program. It was it was difficult. Um, the fact that I had a full time job, I had a family. 
and I was doing a ma master's program at the same time. And it was a really difficult process, but uh, managed to get through it. Took me a little bit longer than most people, but um, got through it. And and um, thankfully, it uh, really, really uh, gave gave me and my family more opportunities. Mm -hmm. So you were you were taking those classes while you were coaching at Dana College. Yeah, I I uh, started those pro those classes while at Dana, and then um, I finished them within my first year or two at, at St. Cloud State when I started here in uh, 2006. Wow. So. so you have, I mean, up to this point, I mean, you have a lot of life experiences that you can even relate to the kids that you're, you're coaching now. You know, you've been through a lot. You've been through the grinder, you know, of, of maybe school isn't the number one priority at this time, but you, you have to, you have to get through it, man, you know, and, and you, you, it, you, you did do. all that, you know, you do. And, uh, but like I said earlier, uh, it's all because of the sport of wrestling that I was able to, to push myself beyond limits that I thought I was capable of. And um, I just really owe a lot to wrestling. Um, I owe, I owe a lot to the people that, that, kept me involved with the sport and kept it fun. Um, you know, I was fortunate to have a little bit of success and not the success that I really wanted to have, but had a little bit of success and, but wrestling taught me a lot of, a lot of values and a lot of lessons to be able to, to handle whatever life through would throw at me. And, um, so without wrestling, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had a, you had a pretty successful career, you know, you, you were three-time All-American, seventh, third, and third. I mean, that's, that's, you, you, I think what you finished your career seventh at the time in, in career wins at UNO, you know, do, do you look back fondly on any of those? Like, you know, I actually had a pretty, pretty darn good career. Well, I, I don't, I don't really look at it that way. I, um, I, I just appreciate the opportunity that I had mm -hmm. and I tried to make the most of it. I, obviously there's, a, we all have regrets, right? Yeah. And, you know, wish I would have done some things differently. And, you know, those are, I guess those are experiences that I share now with my athletes is just not having regrets. Um, you know, there are regrets that I didn't win a national championship as an individual um, still think about it today. I thought I was capable of it. I, you know, I, I was, I was there on, you, you know, and, and competed against those guys and beat those guys and, but just never could get it done at the right time. And, um, just maybe, maybe if I just would have done things a little bit different and, um, yet, you know, things would have been different for me and, and I could have got, you know, to be one of those elite guys, um, at, at the college level, but, it didn't happen. And I'm still fortunate that uh, I had the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, when you you're at Dana College and did you have any inkling that the head coach was going to resign? Was that a surprise to you? Yeah, it was a surprise. Um, but, you know, things happen. There's disagreements sometimes with with coaches and administrators and, and things mm -hmm. like that. And, um, you know, maybe different philosophies, things like that. But um Again, I, I wanted to coach and mm -hmm. I wanted to be, you know, I, I really enjoyed being around the guys and, and teaching and trying to make a difference in people's lives. And that was more important to me than anything else. And um, like I said, it was sort of a calling that, that I, um, and, and I'm blessed that I had the opportunity to be you know, I'm still blessed uh, that I get, get to do this, you know, for a living. Sometimes it's, it's kind of hard to fathom, you know, that I get to do this. Um, and it's not an easy profession. Um, you know, when you're, you're married and you have five kids and, and so forth. I mean, uh, I spend more time with, with the guys on my team than I do with my family. It's, it's a difficult profession, but probably one of the most rewarding professions. Yeah. And so, um, uh, I wouldn't take that, uh, away from, um, at, at all. And, you know, there, 
you know, obviously I've missed a lot of activities with my kids and my family. And, and I obviously regret that. Thankfully I've, I've had a lot of support from them to, to do what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five kids, uh, you know, and juggling a full-time job like you have on the road quite a bit, you know, do they, do they come to the duels? Do they come to the away duels? Yeah, sometimes they'll come to some away duels, but yeah, they, as much as they can, they'll come to the home matches. And like I said, they've been, my wife and my kids have been really supportive uh, for me to be able to do this. Um, you, you know, you can't coach 29 years specifically. You know, I've coached uh, 25 years at the college level. You know, you can't do that, do that without a supportive wife. Mm-hmm. And so, um and supportive kids. So I've, I've just been really fortunate. How about the other way around? Um, you know, is the administration open to, Hey, I, I can't be there tonight or practice or whatever. Like, do you have the flexibility to also maybe go and, and spend some time with your family to go to some of the events that you talked about? Yeah. Well, see, I've got a, I've got a good full-time assistant coach named Brady Wilson. It's actually Minnesota native wrestled at Minnesota State Mankato, four-time All-American there. He's been with me for 13 years now. And, um, you know, I have the ability, if I want to sneak out, you know, with Brady, um, I can go watch a volleyball game or, or things like that. Brady's, Brady can handle it. You know, he knows way, he knows what's going on. So, um, yeah, you got to have good a good support system to be able to do that, right? And I have that with Brady. So I'm fortunate to be able to, to do some of those things if I need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was one thing I was going to actually talk to you about was, um, you know, Brady's been with you for 13 years, you know, um, that's, that's a long time. I mean, you've been at St. Cloud state this year, 18th year. So yep. I mean, he's, he's almost been there the entire time you've been there. So. Yeah. And uh, to be able to do that with me, that's, that's, that's hard to do. <laughs> he's, <laughs> He's got patience and uh, especially with me and, and stuff, I I'm, I'm super competitive and um, and that's that sometimes I think that makes it maybe difficult to work with me because I don't like to lose. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but, you know, uh, it's a good combination uh, between um, myself and Brady. I mean, um, we offset each other very well. And it's, I think it's a, it's, it's, it's very healthy for the kids to have kind of maybe two different personalities in the room that can, you can gravitate to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how do you keep him coming back? I don't know, man. That's, <laughs> you'd have to ask him that, but uh, you know, I care a lot about him. He's uh, he's done uh, a great job here. He works really hard. Um, you know, with the coaching staff, you're not always going to see eye to eye on things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we haven't through, through the years and, and so forth, but I think that's what makes it good. You know, there's, there's a couple different sides to it. And as the head coach, um, you know, yeah, ultimately it's going to come down to my decision, but to be able to bounce things off of other people, I think is very important um, because you need to see a different perspective in things and it can't always be yours. So Brady gives me that other perspective that maybe I didn't realize and, and so forth. So that I think he's, he's made a big difference in, in helping us be successful. Yeah. I think that's a great point, you know, that, that he doesn't always just uh, cave to your ideas that he gives you a different perspective that maybe he challenges you a little bit, you know, when you think you're, you know, one way is the the right way or maybe the only way. And he brings in this perspective of, well, have you thought about it like this and helps you yes. kind of open your mind a little bit? You're exactly right. Yeah. Um, how difficult was it to leave Dana College? You know, you you had <clears throat> just won a national title, you know, an NAI national title, and then you know, the next year you're at St. Cloud State. You know, how how difficult was that? That was really hard. Uh, you know, it's it was it was really difficult. Um you know, we just won a, a title, like, like you said, and um, we really had that thing going over there at Dana at the time. And, and um, 
but uh, I think it was just time to 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 try something else. And um, uh, I had the opportunity to wrestle up up in St. Cloud when I was um, in college, so I was kind of familiar with the area a little bit. I actually, spent some some summers up here fishing as well as a kid, and, <laughs> and so I I knew the area uh, fairly well. And and um, when I came up and visited, I, I it just felt right. Um, just a lot of resources, great facilities, beautiful area up here, just right off the Mississippi River and close to Minneapolis. Um, so I, I, we gave it a shot. We gave it a shot as a family and it worked out for us. Yeah. How did you ultimately end up there? Well, I, um, you know, I had an AD by the name of Jim Krieger at uh, Dana College who um, says, you know, Steve, that, you know, he was familiar with the Minnesota state system. He says, you really ought to take a look at that, that job opening in, um, in St. Cloud. And um, I was like, I don't know, Jim, I just, you know, I like it here. I like what's been going on here and with our program here. He said, no, just take a look at it. See what you think. And I, he wasn't trying to get me to leave or anything like that. He just wanted to, me to better myself. Mm -hmm. And so I took a look at it and, came up for an interview and met, met some people and met some alums and, you know, they hadn't won a match in over two years. I hadn't won a duel in over two years and St. Cloud state had, and um, I just thought, you know, Minnesota's a great wrestling state. How can you not win here? You know, how can you not um, be, have a successful program? I think it was a great opportunity, great opportunity. And I took a chance and, and ended up pretty good for us. What, I guess I was curious, actually, if you wanted to expand on that a little bit, like what what made you believe you could win at State Cloud State? You know, you just listed a couple of things. I mean, you had a great thing going in Dana College. Now you're going to leave for a program that hadn't won a duel in a couple of years. I mean, well, I, I just think the resources were here. Um, the alumni were really passionate and really hungry to to like get this thing off the ground. And it just seemed like they were willing to do whatever it took to to uh you know whether it was you know putting the right dollar amount um you know on the table to facilitate the program in the right way um the way it should be facilitated and so there was a lot of when i came here we made a lot of changes and um and it made a difference you know and and the alumni and uh uh they were so passionate and in the ears of the administrators and um the administrators gave it a chance and and uh there's a lot of people behind the scenes doing a lot of different things to help to help with the with the success of this program at the time and getting this thing off the ground and so it wasn't just me or anything like that there's just, there's a lot of things going on uh, a lot of a lot of uh moving pieces mm -hmm. yeah when did you start to realize that maybe you were turning things around at st cloud it, state it, it took a couple years it took a couple years uh you know, um, my first year here, we won four matches. <laughs> you know, I think we were four and five um, on the year, or whatever. But you know, I you know we won four matches. Uh, we had the two the two previous years we hadn't won a duel. The next year we were thirteen and two. You know, year two, and we were twelfth in the country, in year two. And I thought, okay, we're ma we're making some strides now. We're doing the right things. You know, we're we're starting to make believers out of the out of the um the, the, the kids in this area of the uh, of the state that hey St. Cloud State should be an option. I should consider St. Cloud State now when I'm looking at my my college choices and so forth. So uh, fortunate we were able to get some really good Minnesota State high school kids on board and and come this way. And next thing you know, we're I think it was 2011. We're, we're getting our first trophy at the national tournament. We finished uh, second in the country that year behind Omaha. So that's how I knew we we were heading in the right direction. Yeah, second behind Omaha, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you joke about that with Coach Denny? No, not not too much because that was the year that they lost their program. So, oh, oh, uh, yeah. Um, and I laugh because it's, uh, uh, you know, it's it's not it's not a fondly laugh or anything like that. It's just uh, just what happened there was just ridiculous. And and you know, 
10 minutes after they received their trophy and at Kearney, Nebraska, they got the phone call from Trev Alberts that they were dropping the dropping the program. Mm-hmm. And I like I said, it was a phone call. It wasn't a face-to-face meeting. It was a phone call that Coach Denny received. And it, you know, Omaha was only three hours away from Kearney. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think if I was going to drop the program with Coach Denny, I'd probably do it over the phone as well. So I wouldn't <laughs> want to I wouldn't want to face that guy. <laughs> um what what I what made you believe that you were the guy that could turn the program around at St. Cloud State? Well, I don't know if I was the guy that could turn the program around. I think it was there was just I want to just surround myself around the best possibly possible people that I po- mm-hmm. you know, possibly can, and uh, so that's what I tried to do. And I just tried to um, get as many people on board as I I possibly could uh, to help bring you know take this program in the right direction one guy that i i failed to mention his name is john peterson and uh i don't know if that rings a bell to you john has a brother named ben and john was an olympic champion olympic silver medalist for the united states in 72 and 76 um well john works for an organization called at uh fellowship or athletes in action so it's a christian-based organization i brought john on board uh, to, to help us get this thing going. And um, John started to make better people out of our guys. And that wasn't just making better wrestlers. We're making better people out of them first, making sure they're doing the right things, not just on the mat, but off the mat, living the right lifestyles and so forth. And John has had a tremendous impact in our, uh, on our program. Matter of fact, John's been with me for, I think I've been here 18 years. John's been with me for 16 of those 18 years. So still with us and uh, still making a huge impact uh, in our, in our guys and our student athletes lives. And I know our guys talk very highly of John and, and really owe a lot to John for, for their successes. No. How, how do you collab with him then? You know, he does, what was it called? Athletes in action. Athletes in action. Uh, just a faith-based organization comes in, does biblical studies with our guys on a week to week basis um, our guys don't have to do it. It's all volunteer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, ba- vol- you know, voluntarily basis. And I think out of the 44 guys I have on the team, 35 of them or so meet with John regularly. Wow. So John is, uh, he's a great mentor, you know, and he's, he's doing a lot of things uh, behind the scenes that, you know, a lot of people aren't seeing, but he's really made a difference in our program, making our guys better people. And then in turn, they're making a better route. He's making them better wrestlers. So mm-hmm. um, comes on campus once a week with our guys, spends the whole day here. Then he'll go down to practice and, and mingle with the guys and just walk around and, and talk with them and just keep them in the right state, you know. And and uh, I think that's super important. These kids got a lot going on in their lives and they're, they got a lot of pressure, you know, and, um, you know, They've got the academic side of things. They've got the athletic side of things. They've got, they still have their family and, and their, their uh, social um, uh, environment that they want to be a part of as well. And, you know, it's difficult to balance all that. And it's a tough age, you know, there's, they're, you know, they're, they're 18 to 22 year olds. Their minds are still developing. And so, um they go through a lot, these kids, and it's 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 not easy. Mm-hmm. How do you keep that in perspective? You know, sometimes as you get older, you can maybe sometimes lose track of that, lose track of what it was like to be an eighteen to twenty-two year old. So, how do you sort of you know keep yourself in that perspective of hey, these kids are still kids, and I I need to help them grow. Well, you you got to get to know these guys, you know, uh, away from wrestling, so. Um, as, as, as much time as I have and so forth, I want to get to know them as an individual. I want to know what's going on in their family. I want to, I want to make sure they're doing okay and with their lives and, and they're managing things properly. So communication is, is huge. You know, uh, while we have 44 guys on, you know, it's, it's tough to communicate, um, with every single one of them, but, but you have to do the very best that you can to, to let them know that you care about them as a person, 
and you're there for them if they really if they need anything. So and I guess that's where John comes in. You know, he's able to uh, balance that for me. You know, when he meets with those guys, Coach Brady, you know, he uh, got great personality guy. Everybody loves being around Coach Brady, you know. But so it's it's a nice balance having uh, a staff like that, um, that, that these guys can go to and stuff, not just the head coach. Mm-hmm. I guess what about you? What do you do to sort of, you know, maybe step away or, or ease the stress of the season of – of the team of, of just your responsibilities. I have a little hobby farm um, outside of town. I live about 30 minutes from here. And so we got a lot of work to do out there. I've got donkeys, mules, horses, a um, lot of grass to mow. I got a little garden, things like that. So that's kind of how I take myself away from everything is, is when I'm out there and it's, it's, um, it's, it's what I like to do. Uh, you know, I, I like, if this makes any sense when I'm not working, I like to work. So if that makes any sense, but, uh, um, yeah, I just take myself out. We got about 20 acres out there. So there's really a lot to do and, and uh, a lot of nature and things like that too. So. Yeah. And, and it sounds like you might fish too. I mean, you said you used to yeah, fish. If I'm not working over there, I mean, like I said, if I'm not working, I'm working, but, uh, if I get a chance to fish, I will, but, um, I wouldn't consider myself a fisherman or anything like that. I, 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 li- I like to work and, and do things that are productive, I guess, and mm-hmm. stuff I enjoy doing. Yeah. Um, you know, the season is, is long. It can be strenuous. It's, it's taxing. How do you, how do you keep your guys kind of fresh throughout the season? Do you take a break or do you have like just a, a fun dodgeball session at practice or, you know, how do you sort of keep them fresh and engaged throughout the year? Well, I'm not really a gamer, a guy that plays a lot of games and things like that. That's Coach Brady's forte. I don't want to get anybody hurt, too. I mean, I shoot, you know, I some of these games that you play and so forth. I, matter of fact, we had a kid. We just had a, a team retreat last Friday. Guys are in my backyard. They're playing some football. One of our guys pulls a hamstring back there. He's out for the first day of practice. So, you know, <laughs> but he, hey, they had fun. They had, mm-hmm. they had a good time and all that, but yeah, you got to keep it, keep it fun. And, you know, there, there are times where we, we do break and things and um, there's times when it's a little bit more intense and there's a little bit more volume, things like that. But um, yeah, it's a long season. Like you said, it's such a grind and, you know, we start training and day after Labor Day as a team. And then um, we're, we're, you know, we're doing the conditioning thing, the preseason thing, lifting, running and and little wrestling but then mid-october you start wrestling uh every day and matter of fact we just started yesterday and uh, we're on the mat now and um it's just you know keep it fun for the guys and and uh you know sometimes sometimes uh you know everybody's a little bit different sometimes you got to give individual breaks and so forth so i think as a coach that's partly my responsibility to make sure i'm paying attention to what's going on with each guy and and give them breaks where needed and so forth. Yeah. What about the other end of the spectrum? How do you keep them prepared for every match? You know, now with, with the legacy you've sort of built there at St. Cloud state, I mean, you guys almost have a target on your back. Like you're the team to beat at St. Cloud state. When you roll into a gym, you know, people are out there to give you their best. You know, how do you keep them from you know, not really overlooking anybody? Well, that's, that's the key. I mean, we just don't overlook anybody. We know that we can be beat at any time. And, you know, that's sports, that's athletics. I mean, if you, if you don't show up, you're going to get beat, you know, and, um, you know, we just, we just talk about effort and given uh, our effort consistently on a consistent basis. I don't talk, we don't talk about winning and, you know, getting ready for this team versus that team. We take every match, um, we look at every match the same way. And, you know, I know some matches are going to be a little bit more hostile than others, and we got to prepare them for that, um, depending on what territory we're heading into and all that. But uh, more importantly, it's just getting a consistent effort out of your guys on a day-to-day basis. And if you can do that, which is hard to do, if you can do that when you're competing, I think it's it's gonna it's gonna take care of itself. 
Yeah. Yeah. How do you find ways to, so, you know, each year is a new team, you know, so how do you find each, each year to push each team to be consistent and find different ways to push here and pull here? I always think that the key to team success is chemistry. I think you got to have good chemistry amongst uh, your teams. And every year is, like you said, every year is different. Even if you got guys that are returning and, and so forth, leadership is a key. And we got some great uh, veteran leadership. And so uh, we, we spend some time um, to just visit with our, our leadership committee, which is our captains. And just, you know, we want to know what's going on behind the scenes. We want them to do a better job in specific areas with our team or individuals. And so, and I think getting away from wrestling, like when you do a team retreat or you have a holiday party or you have just a, a little get together, that's how you build that team chemistry. And to, to where when guys step on the mat, that they don't just want to win for themselves. They want to win for their team. And the last thing they want to do is go back to that bench and have that team and their coaches disappointed in them. So by building a strong chemistry, which is hard, you got to work at it. Um, I think you're building a, a, a strong team by doing that. So um, that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to build a strong chemistry and we want to keep that part consistent as well. Sure. There's going to be days when guys don't like each other and, but Hey, uh, that's all part of competing. And, but when we step out of that room, we're brothers, and I want to make sure everybody loves one another. Sounds corny or whatever, but that's really what it's all about, is being there for each other and caring for one another. Yeah, what what keeps you motivated, you know, each and every day to do that? I mean, you've been doing this for, would you say, 25 years? You know? Well, I just enjoy doing it, and that's the key. Um, I love what I do. And the I always tell our guys the best part of my day is when I'm at practice because I get to see them. And that really is the best time of my day. And I look, I look for like right now it's, you know, it's uh, almost 11 practice is at three 30. I cannot wait to go to practice, you know? And so I'll prepare for practice here with some notes and, and practice plan and all that, but I'm really looking forward to going to practice looking forward to seeing those guys. They're the highlight of my day besides my family, of course. And um, by going with that attitude, obviously it's contagious, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure when I go down to that wrestling room that I'm in the right frame of mind. And uh, no matter what I'm dealt with sitting at this desk, at this computer from day to day, I want to make sure when I get down there, I clear my thoughts and I'm, I bring all my energy for them. Mm -hmm. How'd you learn to do that? Because that, that that's take some practice, you know, to be able well, to wash the day and come in with a fresh mind to practice. It's just all your frame of thought. It's just how you how you perceive things on a day to day basis. And um, we can talk ourselves out of anything or talk ourselves into anything. Right. So, I mean, if you if you think it's a bad day, it's, it's probably going to be a worse day <laughs> as, as you go forward. And you know, when I get down there and I walk towards that wrestling room, all I can think about is having fun, putting a smile on my face and giving everything that I have to those guys. And, if, and, and I work on that with, on a consistent basis as well. I'm not saying it's always like that, but I'm sure trying. And I think that's a key to, to uh, success and, and having our guys be in the right frame of mind on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, do you think the success of the wrestling program has <clears throat> sort of seeped into other athletics there? You know, I think the women's volleyball team is is pretty good. The hockey team is always pretty solid. I mean, St. Cloud State athletics as a whole is, is in a in a pretty great place right now. Yeah, most definitely, you know. Um winning's contagious. And whether it's my own team or it's other teams um in the athletic department. And so when, when, when teams are bringing home uh, trophies from the NCAA championships or regional championships, I mean, everybody wants to be a part of that, right? Mm -hmm. Not, not just that team, you know, 
everybody wants to be a part of that. And I, I do think that uh, winning is contagious, even in, in, in our athletic department. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there ever a chance that you strap up your shoes and, and go out there and, and spar a little bit every once in a while? <laughs> Very small chance. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I don't need to do that. Yeah. These guys, I got a lot of, there's a lot of good guys in there. And uh, I'd be hurting for two weeks if I did that. <laughs> I don't want to feel like that, but no, I, I'll spar a little bit with guys from time to time, but there's so many, you know, we got 44 guys in our room and there's so many talented individuals in there. They don't need some old wrinkly guy on the mat with them. So 44 guys, that, that seems like a lot. It is pretty, it is a lot, you know, I mean, I think the average is probably 30. Um, you know, I think 30, 35 is a really good number, but you know, we have a roster cap of 45 and, um, our athletic department wants us to hold a number of about 44, 45 in there. And, and I've always been an advocate for, you know, a lot of competition in our room and, and stuff and and a lot of depth and so forth so you know, i've always been one of those guys and so 44 is a lot but uh you know, you got to have depth as, as well it's a long year and and you got to be able to develop your younger guys and and so 44 may seem like a lot to us as we talk about it but as the season progresses you know and you you guys go down with injuries or and, and things like that um or need breaks it's really good to have depth. Mm -hmm. um, real quick, I guess I just want to ask about your family real quick. <clears throat> you know, you have five kids, you know, um, what, what are they involved in? Are they grown and, and off to college now? Like, what, What's the family scene like? So four of the five are out of school uh, working. Um, I have, I'm a grandpa as of last uh, December as well. Right on. Believe it or not. <laughs> I have one left in school. She's a sophomore. She plays softball, volleyball. You know, uh, my wife homeschoolers, uh, school schools her. Mm -hmm. So um I think that's that's a that's a good thing for her. Um but yeah, they're they're just trying to live their lives now and you know, they're still young. You know, my oldest is 26, my youngest is 15. So there's there's still a lot of learning going on there with each each and every one of them but and a lot of a lot of counseling along the way as too as a parent and and so forth so I, I i try to share my opinion even though most of the time they don't want to hear my opinion <laughs> you know but um i'll share my thoughts with them from time to time yeah yeah well that's great i mean have, congrats first time grandparent first so. time yeah yeah <laughs> what's cool. that like? what's yeah. that like yeah it's cool yeah, it's cool. Um, well, I appreciate you you doing this. You know, you're busy yeah. guy, a lot to do, and I just sharing some knowledge. I appreciate it anytime I can get somebody to come on the podcast and just kind of chat some wrestling. So, well, it's good getting to know you, Kelby. Good questions, and uh, thanks for doing this. Thanks for doing it for for wrestling. I think this is great, and keep it going. Yeah, hey, thanks, and and you keep it going too. You know, the season's underway. I'm sure you're itching. And the wrestlers are probably itching to get on the mat too. I was just thinking, you know, 44 guys and only 10 start. I mean, how do you get the other guys competition real quick? We have a, there's a lot of opens, you know, and so like, for example, our red shirts, there's an opportunity to go to eight open tournaments throughout the year. And wow. so our red shirts or our backups will get anywhere from 25 to 35 matches. in if they choose, wow. and, then, and then we have a lot of duels, you know, I mean, we, I think we have a little, you know, 20, 21 duels a year. I mean, it's not always the same 10 guys out there. So um, rotating guys in and trying to develop other kids as well and giving guys breaks and so forth. So just trying to give, give everybody a chance and develop every guy the best that I can. Where I come from, there's a pickup truck with a tailgate
thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Steve Costanzo, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. You can check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and my Facebook page to hear more of my content. And don't forget, check out my website at letstalkwrestlingpodcast.my.canva.site. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Take care. We'll see you next time. Yeah, that river runs across that old flat rock.